You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 35 with Raphael Gordon. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What is up, Trailblazers? Welcome back to episode 35 of the Trailblazers podcast. So exciting. Today, we are talking with international award-winning entrepreneur, speak and author, Raphael Gordon. Raphael has come a long way from his hardships of being homeless in the streets of Newark, New Jersey. He's recognized as one of the top international speakers and advisors for world leaders and entrepreneurs who are impacting the world. His stellar resume begins with the establishment of his first successful company, Infinite Productions, while attending Arts High School in New Jersey at the age of 15. In 2001, Raphael established his first nonprofit organization in 2005. He established the Raphael C. Gordon Scholarship Foundation, which benefits high school and college students with average grades, but who exhibit exceptional business acumen and entrepreneurial spirit. In 2008, he launched Ragor Motivations Publishing. He is today the global ambassador of the International Hub in Oslo, Norway, which houses and provides resources for startup entrepreneurs from 21 different countries. And he's also co-founded the Voices for World Peace organization. If all that wasn't impressive enough, you'll definitely be amazed to hear that he has written 14 published books that focus on personal development and global leadership. And his most recent release is entitled Skyscraper, Going Beyond Your Limits to Reach Greatness. Without question, Raphael is a trailblazer who's still actively blazing a wildfire across the globe. And we are so happy to have him here to share his knowledge and his story today with our trailblazers. So here's the one, the only, Raphael Gordon. Raphael, thank you so much for coming on and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So before we dive into our talk, I'd love you to maybe share with our community what you're most grateful for in your life right now. Uh, what I'm most grateful for is honestly is just like the aspect of experience in life in general. I, I think it's so important that even for myself, I'm always always the guy that always thinks about like just being grateful to knowing that I have an opportunity to to experience life, to to chase my dreams and to meet people and connect with them. So, you know, I'm very grateful for just the aspect of living. You're right. Mm-hmm. Something we have to be grateful for every day. That's man. right. <laughs> Especially in light of, of everything happening right now, True right? Indeed. Yeah, but you gotta look at the positive side. I think it's important, especially like, you know, whether life is ups and downs, it's that's like for me I think it's still a it's still a beautiful journey. And so Absolutely. to have that opportunity uh to experience it should be you know, everyone should be grateful for that. So we've got so much that I want to talk with you about so many wonderful things happening, as you mentioned. But, you know, before we do, I wanted to reflect a little bit on your backstory for a minute. You've shared in your bio that you came a long way from being homeless in the streets of Newark, New Jersey. And I wanted to ask you, why were you homeless and what was it like to be on the streets with with no place really to call home? Um, So... You know, I got a chance to experience um, the aspect of being homeless because my parents uh, separated when I was young 
and um, they were, um, you know, they were dealing with drugs and alcohol. And what happened was my mother ended up when my, my parents separated, my mother, um, as usually with many women, especially in the society, ended up having to take the, the children. And so she ended up with four boys on her own. And so we went from living in a stable home to uh, going from um, place to place, living with family members and some of her friends to uh, sleeping in the car to living into the shelters and just staying outside most of the nights, too. And, um, you know, it was pretty tough. At one time, I got a chance to actually go back and stay with my father, uh, but he ended up a after about a year or two, he just ended up just leaving me by myself. And I kind of had to just kind of defend and kind of find my way through through my, my teenage years um, mm -hmm. leading into college. And so, you know, so that in itself was kind of like, you know, that's like a general overview. But, you know, it, it was it was definitely uh, different. You know, you have to deal with the aspect of trying to uh, keep a smile on your face when, you know, so that no one really kind of asks too many questions. And even when you're wearing the same outfit twice, you know, going to school and, you know, when you're young, you know, people, sometimes the kids can be so cruel. Um, right. And yet your thing is to try to still kind of keep strong and coming from the inner cities of Newark, um, you know, you can't be, I, I always say that, you know, there's no, you can't show any weakness uh, in a sense. Right. Because if, if so, then you get picked on the most. So, um, you know, but my experience with that was really, it was really, um, you know, it was definitely a, a deep and, and um, full of, you know, ups and downs with that. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there's so many things that happen between that point to this transition yeah. through to where, where you are today. Take us through, you know, some of these difficult decisions along the path and the eventual transition from being homeless at that point in time to being this, this global leader and <laughs> entrepreneur that you are today. Yeah, it's, um, you know, there's, I, I think that in life you will have so many different decisions that we have to make. And I'm always a firm believer that my hands and my and my feet are, are grounded in God. And so for me, I think about like one of the decisions I had to make was just kind of like separating myself from individuals who are more so not um, helping to lift me up or putting me down, whether it be with their belief mm -hmm. system or the way that they see the world or, or just how I would go about trying to get through the day. So, you know, that in itself was a difficult decision because you may grow. I was growing up with friends for, you know, at, when you're growing up with certain individuals at a certain point, you know, you have to start making decisions based upon, you know, what they're getting involved into. And so for me, I always had like these individuals who were mostly adults who would come into my life and my circle and just always say, you know, what are you doing over there? You know, come over this way. And so, you know, your friends are telling you like, no, you need, you need to come this way. And sometimes those particular individuals who I call friends weren't uh, really taking me into the right direction. Um, so I made the decision to kind of follow these, what we <laughs> you say, like the old people uh, follow them, but they had the wisdom that was needed for me to kind of preserve this little, this light that I had within me. I think a, a heavy decision that I made, which a lot of people, even to this day, would say, I sh you know, you shouldn't do, is um, I ended up dropping out of, out of college um, in my undergrad year. I had like about a semester left of school. And really? Yeah, I dropped out because what happened was I was... I found I used entrepreneurship as my tool to 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 bring money into my pocket. I started a business when I was 15 in, in arts high school in Newark. And I started by selling candy because I didn't want to sell drugs. And so for me to sell candy, I was actually making more money than my teachers were in a week. And that was the thing that a lot of that was kind of what was mind blowing to a lot of the, the teachers as well as the people that I that were considered like my bosses at, at work. And so when I got to college and I started to do like I went from selling candy in school and 
in to actually like promoting parties in, in college. And so I ended up started getting banned from hosting events on the campus and, and around the hotels because there were so many people coming around. And so a friend of mine said that you have this, you have a, a particular energy about you that's causing you to influence all these people to come to these events that you're having. And it was like, you know, you have a decision. You can either stay in school because, you know, I was in school for quite a, I was in school like six or seven years, still not with a degree. And I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to leave. And even though like the graduation was like, you know, one more semester, I left and just decided to pursue the business that I have now. And it was also because I I haven't traveled the world. I haven't traveled. I wasn't traveling. I'd never been on an airplane at the time. So when I left, that was my, that's when I started to kind of take, take root and take, like take flight to things that I, I didn't get a chance to do in my, in my younger years. Have you ever had any regrets about that? Like, do you ever want to go back and finish that semester? Well, that's the thing. I actually did. When I when I decided to leave school, um, my grandmother was actually with me when, I think like two years after I left, I was going to go back to school. And my grandmother said, to, when I, I was going through a moment, I was like, you know, I can't do it. Like, I'm, it's really tough. And I was like, you know, I just, it's, I just don't feel it. And she says, well, you got a decision to make. She said, you can either say, if you leave, if you decide to like, pursue your business full time or pursue this dream of yours, you're going to have to promise that you're going to either go back, either come back to finish or they're going to give you an honorary degree. And I made a yeah, <laughs> crazy. And so this is my grandma's at 30. She retired as a teacher. She was an educator for 30 years. Wow. And one of the things that I told her was that I never I even when I left, I knew that I was going to come back because there were so many people our ancestors that have sacrificed their lives for me to have an opportunity to get an education. And so I knew that I, I had to pay, you know, pay homage to them by getting a degree no matter how. And so uh, the school found out what I was doing with the business and seen me traveling. I got nominated for the N- NAACP Image Award back in 2008. And then that same year, what happened was they gave me life credits. So all the courses that I was actually implementing in my day-to-day life, they gave me credit for that. And I ended up having to take like two or three classes be there like once a month and they end up giving me a degree and a marketing degree so i end up uh graduating and so you got, got it. it yeah mm-hmm. congrats man that's awesome thank you that is fantastic so you've now written and published what like 14 14 books? 15 on the way oh my gosh you've you've also created several companies both for-profit, non-profit, you're a global ambassador, an international speaker. Your list of accomplishments and accolades are probably so long it needs its own episode. (laughs) (laughs) What are you creating through your influence and platform? Um, Honestly, I I can think of three things. Like one is um, I'm just creating and guiding more effective and productive global leaders and entrepreneurs for this generation and the next I think that it's so important that, you know, that there are more effective and productive ways that individuals can lead uh, a country and lead their community or their family. Um, the second thing is like I, I, I with this platform, I'm also creating a new narrative and dialogue for for those who come from the situation that I've come from, because I, I mm-hmm. felt that there needs to be a bigger light and a stronger platform. Like I felt that when I was watching television in college, watching MTV jams and all these different things, I felt like there was there was. You know, there wasn't like, why wasn't there like a Jay-Z of public speaking? Why wasn't there a Steve Jobs of the publishing world who were under the age of 35? And so I felt that if I could break that ceiling, if I could create that pathway, it goes into my third piece, which is to create a blueprint for individuals who said, I don't want to be an entertainer or I don't want to do these different things. It's cool. You know, these athletes are cool, but I want to do something where I can use my intellect in a a higher, in a higher way and also uh, reap the benefit on the business end. So 
my, my platform is just literally to 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 develop those global leaders and um, entrepreneurs, um, create the new narrative. And then, you know, again, the, just create a new blueprint. So here's the thing, right? Someone listening right now right. might think, you know what? You were lucky or maybe you, you, you had some special talent right, right. that allowed <laughs> you to experience this level of success. Right. 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 And I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that, you know, the, anyone with a right mindset who takes action could experience the same thing, right? If you're, if you're in, in agreement with me on that statement, I'm going to ask you to maybe share some insights, right? Okay. On, are you in agreement with me? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. All mm-hmm. right. All right. So how can each person listening right now begin the process of tapping into their true potential in both life and in business? Mm. All right. So, one of uh, uh, and I, I'm this is like a hundred percent. You got to have immaculate, immaculate faith in whatever it is that you're trying to aim towards. And to do that, you along with that faith, that immaculate faith, you got to have a crystal clear vision about what you want. So, example, I'm just going to use a materialistic situ example. Like if you want a a car, like my goal is or my vision is to have this car. And the question is, well. Yeah, that's, that's great. But what type of car? What color? What does it look like? How does it make you feel? Why do you want that car? And so your why, of course, it's like this general general term saying like your why has to be super huge. It has to be able to be connected to a purpose that's bigger than you. And so you got to have that faith that you want to be able to achieve it. But you got to have a crystal clear vision and it got to be able to excite you and scare you at the same time. And that's how one is one of the reasons you, how you can tap into um, your, your true potential, because it's, you'll become you you're, you're intensifying your passion. One is two is to um, intensify the things that, that that is working for you and then also letting go of the things that's not. I think that a lot of times people feel that they, they need to master everything or try to strengthen things that they're weak in. And, you know, some things, yes, but I think at the end of the day, you, you know, between your actions, what you're really good at and what you're passionate about. So you should focus specifically if, if it's working for you, intensify that because you never know how far you can go until you take it there. And right. then um, and my last thing, I, I created an equation called D3 equals F. So that's discipline, dedication, determination equals forever. And I feel like you have those three characteristics. Um, whatever you do, whatever you create will last for eternity. So generations that's later coming down the line will be able to acknowledge the work that you've done because of your discipline, your dedication, your determination to make whatever your dream or your purpose was come to a reality. Your discipline, your dedication, and your determination equals your forever. Yep. <laughs> wow. Love that. Thank you. Love that. Yeah. Let me switch gears. Okay. Is for you, right? Is there a difference for you between between joy and happiness? Absolutely. Um, I talk about this in my book, actually. My book, Skyscraper, Going Beyond, uh, Beyond Your Limits to Reach Greatness. And uh, in the book Skyscraper, I talk about the joy, like people tend to be like, oh, you know, I'm happy or, you know, you know, everything about happiness. And my thing is that joy is your emotion. Joy is that that feeling you get. But happiness defines it. Like, for example, um, it's the it's the result of your joy. So your happiness intensifies that 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 emotion of joy so example would be like your favorite sweater your favorite color uh your favorite car or your favorite song when those things are around you your who your best friends you know the family members that has been there from you from day one um you know that your favorite your job that you work that you love so much or your your passion project those are your happiness and those happiness 
things um, and situations intensify your joy. And so the goal is for you to always surround yourself with as much happiness as possible so that your joy can always be increased and intensified. And so every time that your joy isn't at its best or at its height, you have to inventory check yourself and ask yourself, what is, a, what, a, what is it that's around me or that I'm focusing on that isn't my happiness? Because Man. if you put your focus on something that makes you mad or stressed, you have your joy is not even showing. You're not feeling it. So you have to be able to, like, again, like when you have individuals that's in your circle and you know that they are toxic with their thoughts or toxic with their words, you know that mm-hmm. that's going to make your joy level go completely down. If not, you know, eradicate it. Like it's it's disappear. Yep. So your thing is just like, all right, look, you got to make that sound decision and that tough decision. Even if that person's been with you for a long period of time, you got to be like, look, I, where you're going and what you're saying it's not what I'm about. I got to let it go because this is not what my happiness, this is not happiness and it's not intensifying my joy. So you need to put the people and the things that's in place around you visually uh, through your, through the sounds so that it can, so you can be intensified by, uh, with your joy. Right. Mm-hmm. On the show, we like to talk about fears, about challenges, about roadblocks, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'd love you to, to maybe tell us a story about maybe one of the biggest mistakes you've ever made as an entrepreneur or a leader. What what happened and, and how were you able to overcome it to, to move forward? Mm, that's a good one. I think I'm like, wait a minute, that's you said, tell a story. Um, I think, um, well, one is I, I think that one of in general terms, one of my uh, biggest mistakes, and it took a while, I think because of, you know, trying to look for validation, like I was looking for validation from individuals, which, but I already had the validation from God. That's how I always say it. I was like, you know, I'm already validated by being here. So that means I'm here for a particular purpose that's very special. And so every day that I wake up, I know that there's something that I need to do to get closer to fulfilling my purpose. But when I started to create things or when I started my business, I remember like when I first started speaking, I was asking individuals like, you know, what do you think about me being a public speaker? And from the, pretty much from the hood, it was like, what? Like, why would you want to be like a motivational speaker? Like, there's no one around here that wants to be, make that like their life, like, you know, play basketball or, you know, go to college and things like that. But I felt that, you know, at the my biggest mistake was trying to uh, look for people to to co-sign something that was right. placed on my heart. When in all actuality, like if I wanted it, I should have just gone with it. And I think what right. happens is it saved it would have saved me so much more time, and that time would have been used to invest in my dream and my goal to get me closer to where I am now. And so like that kind of, that happened also when I when I did like my first book and did my first seminar. I assumed that there were certain people that would be coming out to see me speak or to to purchase my books and that never happened and again it was it was my i assumed and again and you realized quickly that you looking for validation from you know individuals is not the wrong wrong people people. yeah absolutely absolutely so so who should we look to validate our ideas and 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 talk with Mm. um talk through some of of what it is that that we hope to give life to right well i do uh think that it's important to 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 talk to and actually have a circle of advisors and these Mm -hmm. individuals are people who have done it 
who have chased, created, you know, chased their dreams and accomplished, seen it become a reality. These individuals have been where you are and you're trying to get to the level that they are. And I think that they have a lot of solid um, advice and wisdom for you. They won't. And I think it's important that you get uh, you find mentors and individuals, whether it's in your personal life or for your business, whatever the case may be. But individuals who will help you um, make the decision and not make the decision for you, nor tell you what to do. But they'll, right. they will tell you what their ups and downs were, you know, how they got through it. What was some of their motivation? You know, what was some of their darkest and, and deep moments and what was some of their brightest light moments? And I think that what that does is it it humbles you to. And for me, like I study a lot of the greats that came before us and the similarities that I offer, I found within them was that they all had a very difficult time at a point and is what they did in that time of, of chaos that that time of uh, storms is what is what made them great in their own right and and bec- and a lot of and majority of the time they made a decision upon themselves and not looked at from someone else to make the decision for them great mm-hmm. Even in those scenarios, right? Yeah. We we sometimes have to pivot, right? Of course. And reset. How would you describe the stages of a, a transformation, as you've alluded to mm-hmm. before, right? right? That one must probably go through to to be able to pivot, to plan, and to pursue their purpose and passion. Yeah. So this is another uh, piece that I, I share. I do a lot of when I do my keynotes or when I'm doing advising, especially with a lot of the global leaders, I talk to them about like there's that I came with this there's three stages of transformation. And so mm-hmm. like the first stage is the stage of chaos. And in this and in a stage of chaos, it's like when you create your, you know, when you're creating a new goal, a big goal, or you, you're going to pursue something that you've never pursued before. So what happens is everything gets tested. You know, if you have a family, you know, the time, the time management gets tested. Um, your belief system gets tested. The relationships you have with other people, business and personal life gets tested because this is a new goal. Some things that worked before was not going to work anymore. Some people that came along with you for the first ride and like, will come along with you for the second ride. Um, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And so it's going to cause chaos and it's going to cause a lot of yeah. Storms, you know, and man, I'm living that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, and, and that's and and it's normal. And see, that's the first stage of it, which is the stage of chaos because it right. is rumbles. But then there's the second stage. The second stage is the stage of ruins, and the stage of ruins is where you are after everything has settled, whether the goal has been accomplished or not, if the business if the business has been created or not, if the relationship has still sustained or not. Is where you are after it's over. It's like when you go to people pay thousands and thousands. Of dollars to go to like Rome or to, to Greece to see these these immaculate quote unquote immaculate uh, amazing difference like you know ruins but people right. fail to realize like these are not in this perfected state anymore but people still right. go out and admire it because it's still here after all these years after all the storms after all the wars it's still standing as even with the stuff that has been missing so as an individual you stand and stand in, in the stage of ruins but what happens too is that many many people stay there they get comfortable there they can't go on because they felt that the first stage was too tough for them they feel that like you know they're still living but they know like if they even continue to pr- pursue this goal to go even higher if they if they didn't uh, achieve the goal you know they're going it's probably going to be even more it's going to be tougher but what happens is this the last stage which is the third stage the stage of transformation is where the few actually make and see those are the individuals that say you know what 
Even though I failed, I'm going to still try it again. Even though I have achieved, I still can't settle here. And so what happens is they transform and go beyond what others think. It's like in the, there's a, the, the movie called The Man of Steel with the, this movie about Superman. And his, um, his father, in the beginning, when they were sending uh, little Clark Kent off to Earth, the father made a, a very powerful statement, which I always share. And he said, um, what happens when a child becomes more than what society intended him to be? And that's what it is in the stage three is what what happens when you become more than what your family, your friends, even your imagination couldn't even comprehend and create that you become this person. And you you gain all this intelligence, this knowledge, and you be able you be able to do things that's beyond you. And all you can do right. is say, you know, you'd be grateful for it. But you but then what happens is because of that, your light shines brighter and people are more attracted to you because now you're at a stage where many, many people want to go and you've reached there. So in the stage of transformation, all three from the stage of chaos, ruins to transformation is the journey to help you get to that stop in which you're trying to achieve. Does the process start over again? Always. As long as you limit it, always, it, because at the end of the day, especially once you set another, another, another bar, yep, right? Yep. You move, you want to move it to a new, a new location, you know, and, traffic jams again. Oh my gosh. You know, you got to learn it, the whole new routes and things like that. So every time you got a new goal or, or a new place uh, that you want to go to, there's always going to be those three stages that you got to go through. So true, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So, Raphael, what can we look forward to? What's next? Are there any, uh, well, I shouldn't say are there. <laughs> <laughs> With you, there are always yeah. big dreams and, and goals on on your vision board. When when we look out 10 years from now, what what should we expect from you? Uh, you know, everybody keeps asking me, am I going to run for president? I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's the that's the question. 10 years from now, I mean, I think one of the goals that I have now is to, to just intensify and, and continue doing what I'm doing. But I want to be able to 10 years from now, you'll probably see me definitely, uh, definitely advising some of our even mo- more dynamic uh, global leaders around the world, whether they be the prime ministers or even the presidents of the uh, of our of our country as well, um, but I definitely do see like you know just advising our next you know our next group of global leaders, helping establish um, and strengthen our education systems around the world, um, and just kind of just you know just kind of be, being that example of being a, a strong and dynamic businessman and just a, a, a global leader a, as well as a community leader as well, and just kind of just yeah. showing people that you know that you can do it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So before we let you go, yeah. we love to be able to tap into to some of your resources and your mm-hmm. tools, right? Yeah. So yeah. share with us what's one book you've read in the past year that's inspired you. Okay. Uh, so one book, which is um, one of my faves, I just finished reading about a couple of months ago, Mandela, the, uh, the Authorized Biography by Anthony Sampson. Phenomenal, phenomenal book. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, it's Mandela, so you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's something small you've done this month that you're proud of? Something I've done this month. I was in uh, Porto, Portugal, and um, they, I was walking on a riverfront, beautiful riverfront, and there was this couple that was, I guess they were out there just, you know, doing their music thing, and they just traveled to collect, get money from, from their music. And I was taking pictures. I had to just, I, just, I happened to take a picture of them, literally of him kissing, kissing her, like on the forehead. Really? Like it just, it was like the perfect picture and what happened was i i think one of them couldn't speak span couldn't speak english but the other one asked the one that i think the the boyfriend he could speak english and so he asked if i could send it to to them and um we we ended up connecting on facebook and i 
Wow. Yeah, and I sent them a picture. And for them, it was like capturing love in a country that I'm not from. And they were right. so excited. And I thought that for me, like that, that warmed my heart. So I thought like that was a, a proud moment for me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So name an online resource could be an app, software, a tool that you use every day and you can't live without it. Oh, well, outside of social media apps. <laughs> Um, WhatsApp is my favorite. um, Really? Because I have a stat, like I have a, a, my team is all over the world. And so having them, having them all on WhatsApp under a group, it it fit like when I send messages, everybody gets it no matter where they are in the world. And, you know, you don't got to pay for it, of course, but it makes, it feels as though everybody is right here with me in New York City. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I live and die on, on WhatsApp yes. and Evernote yes. are my two two biggest apps that I use uh, every uh, every minute of the day. Yes. If I'm not taking notes in Evernote, I'm probably talking to someone on, on WhatsApp. I gotta write that down. I gotta write the Evernote. Oh, you don't use Evernote? Favorite you thing. are you're gonna become a believer, my Uh-oh. friend. <laughs> nice, nice. I can't look I'm I'm gonna do that right now. As soon as we, as soon as we finish the interview, I'm gonna have to download that app. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Share with me, you know, why is volunteering important to you and giving back of your time, talents, and treasures? Uh, well, volunteering, I think, is important. I think it exercises the muscle for leadership. I think that when you're volunteering, you also are, you, like, we are all servant. Like, if you're a leader, you are a servant. And so I think that volunteering shows you that how great of a leader you are, that you are willing to um, tithe your time to help others and to know that it's, you know, it's, it's not about you. It's about the overall cause of something. So I think that when you do volunteer, you, you're helping um, build a better community. You're building um, structure for people. And you just, you know, you just, be, you just being a, a great resource. So I think it's really, really important. And then you also, it's also letting you be able to be like be touched because you don't want to do things where you're not able to be with the people, with the community. And so right. volunteering allows people to to, to, to touch you, to know you, and to be able to say that, oh, okay, and, and share your insight while you're helping for the bigger cause, whatever that may be when you're volunteering. Right. Mm-hmm. Before I ask my last question, yes. I'd love to invite you. Take a minute. I want you to impart an inspiring message that can help our listener jump off this recording and take action today to blaze your trail. Mm, okay. Well, first thing, my, my quote that I live by um, that I tell everyone is that your location is not your destination. And mm. I'm going to say that again. Your location is not your destination. And I think it's important that you, the listener, that's you who's listening right now, understand that you have one life to live. And whatever you may be going through, whatever you're thinking about trying to create or do, just do it. Every second, every moment is the right moment. Don't wait. Don't wait till a Monday to say, oh, let's start the week. No, every moment is the start of the life that you want to achieve and want to create. No one can do it but you. You got all the supporting cast around you. All you got to do is make the decision. And if you believe in you, if you can say to yourself in the mirror, I can do this, I will do this, I will push and my why is big enough. And it scares and excites you at the same time. Trust and believe where you are today is not going to be where you'll be at tomorrow because, again, your location is not your destination. Love it. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be posting that all over social media. <laughs> nice. Raphael, how will the world be different because Raphael was here? Mm, I just think that the, the world will be uh, different in regards to helping create more smiles. You know, probably I think that for me to be here is to be able to create as many smiles as possible and to be able to show people like their light. Like my thing is that I, I think that the more people that I help achieve their goals, the more the many people I can help get out of 
uh, their chaos or guide them through. I think that the world would be so much better. And even though um, when you said, like, how will the world be different? I think that for me being here, I'm helping many people find out how much more we are, we are all similar um, so that we can all make a difference in the world. Great. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. My brother, I'm so happy that our paths aligned at that VE Modern Man tour. We're both black enterprise yeah, modern yeah. men. Yeah. And, you know, we met met at the tour event in New York City um, a little while ago. And I just want to say thank you so very much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your your amazing story. I'm so fascinated by all aspects of your, your, your backstory, what you're doing today, what you aspire to do moving forward. And you know, we're just so happy to have you as part of the Trailblazer family, man. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the invite. I, I'm truly glad I'm able to give some light and be able to insist in, in all that you're doing as well with this platform. So I'm definitely thankful and, and grateful for it. That's awesome. Before we let you go... Mm-hmm. Tell us how we can stay connected to you. Oh, man. I'll finish up for today. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do. You can find me on any of the social media by uh, Ra Gore, R-A-H-G-O-R. Um, my website is www.ragor.com. And you can find me, and again, the social media, you can go on the website. All my contact is there. You can see all my videos. Uh, we have, a, uh, have over almost 200 some plus videos as well. But Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, all who, those. Who needs Snapchat? I know, right? Yeah, Insta, Insta now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so all that, and uh, but yeah, but that's how you can find me. And I'm, and again, we're located. Uh, my office is located in New York City. So if you're in the area and you got some some great insight that you would love to share with me or just connect with, you know, I'm always I'm like Superman. I'm always around. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for being our guest on today's episode, my man. Uh, no problem. Thank you again, Steph. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tvpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.